For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The following program are pre-recorded. Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. You know, some days it's good to actually be the founder Why of the National Day Calendar. Because it was National Gum Property uh-huh. the other day. <laughs> Sounds like dance. <laughs> so yes, it is. I uh, I'm yeah, as yeah, you know, wandering around Las Vegas right now, and and uh, um, Gumdrop Day was a couple days ago, and it was kind of funny. I had a half a dozen meetings that day, and I think everybody bought, brought me nice. Gumdrops of some kind. So I've been enjoying them a little bit, but not that it's when's National Pecan you know, Pie Day? Kind of cool. Um, because I would love it. I would love we it have if one. brought me pecan pie. <laughs> Just craving we'll that right work now on for that, some right? reason. What is pecan yeah, pie day? It's got to yeah, be one. Yeah, boy, I was at a, I was at an event center a couple of nights ago uh, called Warre. I believe that's how it's pronounced. W O R R E. This place is unbelievable, Steve. You know, you walk in, it's twenty five thousand square feet. So. Maybe for an event space, I guess that's a pretty good size, but it's not huge by any means, right? Um, but half of the back area, they have it kind of in two rooms. One's a little smaller room, and then they have this bigger room. Half of that room is a stage with wraparound LED screens that are probably 80 to 100 feet. So think of your wraparound that you have for maybe your computer monitor not everybody has those but i'm sure you've seen them right you you've seen i know somebody's got a four foot one it's four feet wide yeah oh my goodness around the entire desk and i've seen the the three foot ones but four feet 48 inches imagine a hundred feet of that and then and then i don't know 15 20 feet tall i suppose so they have this circular stage in front of this wraparound screen and you can make it look like you're anywhere, basically. They use it for live streaming. You know, so if you're doing some social media event or whatever, you can have two or 300 people in the audience and then you have this, this amazing uh, screen in the background. And they have other screens in there too that kind of are in tracks that you can roll around and stack them. And It's like it a green really screen cool. kind of. I, I just like can't a green screen over. studio, sort of? Well, as, yes, and it's funny you bring that up because it's kind of what is taking the place of green screen and because there's a lot of pre and mostly post-production type of things when it comes to green screen technologies. These things, uh, the, like the Mandalorian, for example, was filmed using this technology. They would bring the 
background into the, you know, so the actors can actually see it instead of acting out in front of a green screen, they're acting in front of this huge screen. They're able to interact with it a lot better. And as a result, uh, I don't know if you've watched The Mandalorian on Disney, uh, but it's pretty cool. And I watch it more because I, I think the storyline's cool too. I'm not as big a Star Wars fan as a lot of people are, but but um, it's it's really cool and the effects are incredible. And a lot of it's shot just Although, like you're talking about. <laughs> I'm more of a Star Trek fan and, and I was more of a Battlestar Galactica fan than I was um oh yeah star wars yes. but i still love star wars but I, yes. you know you think about the technology that comes out of star trek we talk about that all the time all the, hey yep all the time transporters they're coming they're, <laughs> that'll be the next one um but what do you come out of star wars you know maybe a death star although in the news this week apparently the russians are working on one so <laughs> maybe that's the technology out of star wars <laughs> Wow. It is interesting, though, isn't it, that Star Wars hasn't given us no. as much tech as Star Trek has. But it's the difference between kind of, you know, Star Wars is folklore and fantasy. Star Trek is, I think it's a little more logical. And as a result, you know, they think about devices and things that possibly could be used. I, I look at Star Trek as problem solving, and that was the logic side of it, where Star Wars is, okay, you're following the story. Kind of like I'm, I'm looking forward to right, the right. second half of what should have been one movie, Dune, coming out very soon this spring. Uh, looking forward to that. Um, but that's a story. You're following a plot. Star Trek right. with, with exactly. even the movies was, okay, here's a problem. We have to deal with it. How do you solve it? That, that, that's basically the premise of the entire television show. They would. They, they, they all stand alone. Now there were the, I think the one show Discovery, um, and I think Enterprise, or not Enterprise, but, um, oh, it's the new one uh, with Captain Pike here. But there is kind of an underlying story, but they all kind of still stand on their there's own. There's a like threat, said, but they, they, they stand alone. The problem within the course of, there's a threat. That's correct. That's correct. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what I've been up to down here. You pro Oh, um, so Alice was down, Alice and Amy were down for a couple of days as well. Uh, with National Day calendar, we had some big meetings down here. Anything you want to share? And uh, so we, um, yet. nothing I can share yet, I guess. But yeah, soon though, pretty big stuff. Because like cool stuff. your life changes and, daily, uh, so you have to ask. Daily, well, Alice should be off the hook excited. She's getting Ooh. a cookbook deal, a National Day cookbook deal. So that should be fun, right? She's like the queen of crockpot meals. That's not again. <laughs> it's the queen of a lot of food stuff so yeah i mean i think uh uh we yeah she's been wanting to do that for a lot of years and and that's one of the first things that these people brought up so, so is this I'm national sure, day food apprehensive and national excited. day calendar food cookbook wow nice yeah basically that's what it will be yeah yeah, I think a lot of people will like that and should have a lot of fun. It should be an easy way to to celebrate the days, right? But we went to a um there's an eighties themed restaurant here. And it's just a little hole in the wall down by UNLV. And what's really surprised me, I was expecting to be a much bigger place. But remember when uh Marty McFly goes into the restaurant mm -hmm. in the future? And it's like back to the 80s and they have these TV screens with Michael Jackson and was it Osama Bin Laden? They were kind of fighting each other to take the order and that type of thing. 
that's what this restaurant is. It's kind of a cool thing. It looks just like it. Michael Jackson's uh, on the screen when you walk in and he's talking about the things to order. And it's just kind of kind of a, a weird thing. Uh, there's the Ghostbusters vehicle sitting out front. Uh, but it's kind of fun to look at this this technology that was introduced in those movies. And then, of course, moving forward and and uh, going to the restaurant now. I thought it was kind of a cool Who deal. are you going to call? Uber Eats. <laughs> <laughs> Marty McFly. Boy, are there, are there rumors about a Back to the Future really? 4 all over the place? Isn't that interesting? Uh, and there's, if you, if you go online, uh, if you type in Back to the Future 4, you will actually see trailers for it. But these are people who've made up trailers from pieces right. from and would that include shows. Michael? Yeah. Yeah. Would that Along include Michael J. Fox? That's a good question. And, and, uh, I don't know. I think it'd be great if they did somehow or another. I would, I would go to Maybe that. Michael J.'s kid or something. Uh. Yes. Well, they have somebody who kind of looks like Marty McFly, uh, in, in some type of role that they're dubbing him. And I forget the name of the actors. Um, but there seems to be some excitement around it. So that, I would, I so think back cool. to the geriatric future. <laughs> Heck, if the people running for president can be 80 <laughs> years old, I mean, all these old movies should be coming back, right? Yeah, you know, we saw a lot of that with the writer's strike, though, too, because um, a lot of things were regurgitated because, well, there were no writers. So, hey, let's remake old stuff because there isn't new stuff. Well, it, and I think that well, uh, everybody's got a game show um, now. Ma Maverick. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think Maverick really set the tone for that as well, you know, because during COVID, you know, the, um, oh, now I got Maverick in my head. What was the name of the original movie? Wild um, Wild West? Oh, Top Gun. Top oh, Gun. yeah. yeah. No, Top Gun. Yeah. You know, so so you have a movie that that comes back 35 years later and it, it just kills it at the box office. But that I mean, was a that movie was, that, was that was a huge a standalone movie that people had been clamoring for a remake or a, 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 a sequel to forever and just didn't happen. Didn't happen. Did it? It was one of those where, right. Come on studios, get, get with the plan here because we want to see a next. Now, what would have happened if they would have come out with the sequel to top gun, maybe two, three years later. Compare that to the technology I, I in Maverick that's, that's out there. Now. I mean, could have been an entire franchise like a lot of movies have been, but uh, it, it would have been interesting to see the yeah, differences. Yeah, it could have been, and, and who knows? And who, and who knows? Maybe it will be. Uh, I mean, it, it really, really did well. I don't know how much longer Tom Cruise can, you know, you know take that role on, of course, but, but they can find somebody else. Um, yeah. I, I just, I think it's interesting. And you bring up a good point about the regurgitating of these movies and the technology involved with that too, right? I mean, the ability to have characters, actors in these movies that, that are no longer with us. And they play right alongside of the regular ones. And, and does that really mean that, that what movies of the future are going to be? You know, and the fact that you're competing, you know, if you're an actor, I think you and I have talked about this before, if you're an actor now, uh, you're not just competing with other actors that are alive nowadays, you know, for roles and movies and TV shows or whatever, you're actually competing for people who are no longer with us 
but have some type of contract uh, with a studio or whatever that they can bring forward anytime they want to because of artificial intelligence and deep fakes and everything else and and have these people come back. Could you it's imagine really what casting calls look like in the future? It's like, okay, <laughs> we're, well, Bismarck, there's a casting call going on right now for a, a small film in a local studio here. But look at the casting call. It's like, yep, no, 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 no. All right, we're going to make up this character because I've got in my mind this character and we're just going to create that actor. It's going to happen, you know. It Completely will. AI film. Absolutely, it will. Yeah, yeah. It will happen. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me like if, if the whole thing is just AI. But I do believe that, you know, for the short term anyway, it's going to be actors and, you know, they'll, put, they'll pepper it with some artificial intelligence or deep fakes or whatever just to get us used to it. But in the future, it will be that way. There's no and doubt game about shows. it. Don't forget the game shows. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> AI versus AI. Apply. Super talk. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Everybody wants you $20 a month now, you know, when it comes to AI. Is that all it is? Have you, have you seen... Yeah, uh, well, and, and you, that's a great, great I know. statement. Oh, is think that about all it, though. It is? I mean, yeah, you think I, about what you get for $20. You can't barely get a lunch for $20 McDonald's. anymore. Now you have an assistant, an yeah. AI assistant. I, I, well, think about that, though, because if, if you... It's really... Okay, and how quickly, because a year ago we were talking about, oh, hey, there's this new thing. And uh, rolls out, boom, free for to begin with and and you think about the value well, well it but still you think is. About the value of that and you're like in the grand scheme of things I'm, I'm talking big picture and all that ai can do will do is being touted to be able to do and 20 bucks 20 bucks i mean yeah it really is incredible what's possible i mean i uh just the time savings alone i can't Im I really can't imagine how much time it has saved me in the course of the of the last year. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And and uh, um, and what we're what we're talking about, everybody's artificial intelligence, ChatGPT, uh, and now Google has up the stakes, so to speak. Uh, they had Bard. Uh, they've renamed it Gemini, uh, and they believe that it is, according to them, the most advanced large language model ever. So they got bored created. with Bard. And it's, and yeah, I, I have a feeling, you know, when you think about Bard, I don't know why I think of a carnival barker <laughs> back in the day. P.T. Bardem. <laughs> but there was just something about that name that I thought was kind of interesting. Gemini sounds very futuristic and AI-ish and all that stuff. So I think that they probably, they're marketing people. I'm sure thought Bard was great because it's four letters and anything that's short is great, right? Uh, but I think that 
they did the right thing. And, and I have to tell you, uh, so I've signed up for Gemini and I have the advanced version, which is 20 bucks a month. I also have ChatGPT's advanced version, which is 20 bucks a month. Boy, the difference between the in, two in is astounding. It truly is. Well, I think the, the answers, it's a good question. I mean, if I ask ChatGPT to write something and then I, I ask Gemini to write something, I feel like Gemini is more humanistic. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it, it, I feel like when it's writing stuff, that it's it's something that if I were to ask, you know, if I wrote, if I read an article that Steve Bakken were to write, that's what this feels like to me. When it, oh, ChatGPT doesn't, it does okay. And if you train it okay, ChatGPT okay, does so a great job. But it's all about the training, right? Right out of the box, I can say to Gemini, write an article about blah, 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 blah. And it's pretty good right away. So you more conversation. Really it for so, yeah, I would so say the question that's I got, true. So I'm thinking the differences in writing styles, because that was one of the things we talked about chat GPT having a little issue with. Um, so differences in writing style, because there's a big difference between uh, business or technical writing versus, hey, I'm just going to write a love letter to my wife. Um, you know, it, that's the right. conversational. But chat GPT would be rigid and stringent and boxy. So do you see these diverging into, okay, this is an application for business and this is an application for personal or are they, is chat GPT going to get better in the softer nuances of language and, and writing or is Gemini going to take over more of the space? Cause now we've got this battle going back and forth with AI and I see that growing. Yeah, no, that's Which good. Hey, maybe it'll be ten dollars. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah. we'll. Yeah. It, it sometimes with technology, technology will diverge, and it's like, okay, we've got kind of the same thing, but this has a better application for this, and this is a better application for this. Is that kind of what you see? And I, 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 I do see that actually, and and I think the other major difference right now, Steve, is that ChatGPT. Uh, they call them GPTs. They're these add-ons, these plugins, these little apps, whatever you want to call them, that you can add into ChatGPT, so it can do things right. Like it can read an Excel sheet. Probably could read it by itself, but you put this add-on in, and it's like it becomes an expert at that, right? Or if you wanted to write a particular kind of code to build an app, it can do this. Gemini, on the other hand, at, at least at this point, doesn't have those in it. It just it just does them. So I don't know what the real advantage is to that. Um, but I feel like Gemini does a little better with code writing, for example. Uh, and then the other thing, the thing that I don't like about Gemini is that if you ask it, uh, if you do something like, okay, let's build an app together. Okay, let's build an app. You know, so then we, I start going down the rabbit hole of building an app. And an hour later, I ask it something and it goes, I'm a, I'm a large language model or an AI. I don't know how to do these type of things. Well, why have you been doing this? I've just been emulating like, you know, like I'm a person. I forget how it So it's actually a Gemini. Day. I know Gemini's. They're but like it that. It, it, it basically <laughs> told me that it was role playing with me Psych. for the last hour. <laughs> and I'm like, why didn't you tell me this in the beginning? So I didn't have to waste an hour. If you if you're gonna role play with me, just tell me 
that this is what you're doing. And that way, I don't think that we're actually building an app together because that's what it did to me, which I was very frustrated. Because <laughs> you have all this extra spare time. You know, but I'm, I'm using it to learn as well. So I'm going to ask Gemini here, actually, and we'll see what Hey, it, Gemini, what did you get your crap together yet? About this, so. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the difference between you and Bard. So it's thinking right now. I'm taller and better looking. Still thinking. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what it comes up. So it's not even going to talk back to me. Apparently what you hurt its heck? feelings. Here's a break. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here's a breakdown of the key differences between me, Gemini Advanced, and Google Bard. Training data. Me. I'm trained on a massive data set of text and code, giving me a broad understanding of language and programming. Bard, Bard is also trained on a large text data set that has a focus on factual information and search results. Access to information. Me. I can prep. So, I so Bard right has there. a focus on factual so, information, which means Gemini just makes crap up as it feels? <laughs> That's a good question. I was just, you caught that too. I found that interesting. It's like, I, 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 I'm yeah, built Bar to be a deep fake. <laughs> yeah. So, Gemini, given me a broad understanding of language and programming, Bard was focused on factual information yeah. and search results. Okay. It is a Gemini. All right. Here's <laughs> its Yes. Here's its answer to access to information. It's information from the real world through Google search, but I don't have the ability to continuously browse the web for the most up-to-date information. Bard, Bard is directly connected to the web, allowing it to provide more current and dynamic answers. So, so far, it feels like Bard's winning so which this one argument, becomes right? Skynet? Good question. All right. So here are the strengths now between the two. Strengths. Me. I excel at creative text formats like poems, code, scripts, musical pieces, email, letters, translating languages, and answering your questions in an informative way, even if they are open-ended, challenging, or strange. <laughs> so if I did the love letter for my wife in Gemini, she would really appreciate the Australian accent, I'm guessing. She probably would. I'm just saying that uh, she doesn't like your accident. <laughs> well, she doesn't like my accident so, either. <laughs> so there you go. Your destination. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. News and ideas. RM World Travel. Sunday morning, starting at 5 on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Well, since we ran out of time before, I guess we'll just continue talking about the difference between Gemini and Bard here. Uh, I'll, I'll, okay, so Gemini, when we, were, when we left off, strengths for Gemini, which is uh, Google's new artificial intelligence. They've changed the name from Bard to Gemini 
And I asked Gemini the question about what are the key differences between the two, and it's been answering this. Um, so Gemini, it's one of its strengths. I, it excels, or not one, but many strengths. It, it excels at creative text formats like poems, codes, scripts, musical pieces, email, letters, translating languages, and answering your questions in an informative way, even if they are open-ended, challenging, or strange. So that's where we left off. This is this is Bard now. So Gemini basically did not throw Bard yeah. under the bus and say that Bard sucks. So no, it's just so saying can that you still access just, yeah, Bard? Exactly. Here's a breakdown of the key differences between me. Gemini. I got to see if I can move to that point here again. Maybe I can't. That's what happens when I don't know what I'm doing when I'm playing with stuff. Uh, obviously, it talks to you as well. I'm going to ask it that question next. Do you have other voices that we can use? Let's see how it answers that. Do you like the Australian accent? Okay. Well, I don't have other voices in the traditional sense. Here's what I can offer. Crikey. Well, here we go. We'll just well, I don't here. have other voices in the traditional sense. Here's what I can offer. Google Assistant Voices. If you're using Google Assistant on a compatible device, phone, smart speaker, etc., you can change the voice. The options usually include several male and female voices. <laughs> so this is the other thing that's interesting with Gemini, by the way. I don't have Google Assistant in my phone anymore. How come? You know, because Gemini took over. It actually, when I installed Gemini oh. on my phone, it actually asked me if I wanted to use Gemini for everything, or if I wanted to leave Google Assistant as it was. So now when I'm traveling, you know, let's say I want to use uh, Google Maps, for example, it's Gemini that's loading that stuff up, not Google Assistant anymore. And I find that um, I can tap the microphone button and ask questions. I could do this before, but the answers that I get now are way more, you know, whatever. And it'll... So, for example, the other night I wanted to, I was just checking out where to go to eat, right? And I asked it, you know, what's in the five-mile area around me that's Italian? I think I was looking for something else. But anyway, comes up with my list of Italian. Would you like to go here? Okay, that sounds good. It looks like, it looks like this place requires a reservation. Would you like me to call and make a reservation for oh, you? Oh, I wonder what that would sound like on the other end. So... Well, it'll sound just like what and, we were just hearing there. So you'd have this voice, but it would actually, it would actually. Okay. Make now my question is, yeah, if you're amazing. the Mater D and you pick up the phone on the other end, are you having a conversation with Gemini? So Gemini will yes, go back and forth correct. with questions. Yes. Yes. And it, and before before Gemini calls, it would probably ask me if I wanted to do that. How many people will you have uh, in the power party? What time would you like me to set the reservation for? So it knows this information before it calls. But this is where we're going with artificial intelligence. It's going to start doing these things for us. It'll start working with our doctor appointment. Any, anything that you can schedule, it will help you with those type of things. And then add it to your calendar, do all of this stuff. So it, it's just it's just it continues to layer on into that calendar appointment making type of scenario, which I actually think I will use quite so a bit. So not something that Chat GPT does. Well, Chat GPT, that's a great question. Um, doesn't have the the core phone services, right? Right. Where Google does. 
so I think that's where the big difference is here is Google's looking at this and, and thinking that this is where its big differential will be. And and because ChatGPT, I mean, Microsoft is a big part of ChatGPT and Microsoft has not been successful. They tried for a while in having cell phones out there, but they've not been successful. It basically is Android and Apple. And my guess is that Apple will respond in kind and have its own, and maybe it'll be ChatGPT on that side. But I know I've heard rumors that they are also developing their own. So it's interesting as to where this will go. But your device will become like this virtual assistant as we move forward because the AI is going to be so built is, into your phone. That brings me to the next question I was going to ask you. But before I do that, um, Bard, is Bard just gone now? Or did people that had work on Bard, did that just migrate over? Is it going to migrate over? What's what's that look like? So everything everything that was in Bard did migrate over. So when I went to bard.google.com uh, and then it switched over to Gemini, uh, everything that was in my Bard conversational pieces, the, the conversation windows that were there, were, were brought over. But the way it's talking here, it sounds like Bard is still an option. I don't know if you have to be in the Google developer space to utilize Bard over Gemini. Uh, my guess is that Google is using Gemini as a tool to start, you know, integrating into our phones so that it can use that AI to start doing things for us. And I suppose when you start really thinking about it, I mean, what are what are the possibilities here if your phone is able to do things for you. I'm just throwing that question out to you, Steve. I'm not really sure other than making appointments and things. I mean, what else is possible? Okay, so this comes back to that next question then. Um, so we're seeing these ads pop up and, and for new phones, right? So get your new phone. And it was 4G and then you had to have the 5G phone. And now... All of these phones have added two little letters onto them, AI. So do you have to have an AI phone or what does an AI phone look like compared to my regular 5G phone? Well, I think one of the things, and as you're bringing that up, it just, it just occurred to me. So the Samsung 24 the one you that's just get. coming out has... <laughs> one I didn't get. I got the 23 instead. I just couldn't wait. Sorry. I had so to love it I in. I should have waited three months or whatever. Uh, but, but the difference. That's okay. I, the difference I, I, between I, AI versus, okay, that Samsung 23 or Samsung 20, What's the difference in the device itself? Well, so the, the 24 actually has built-in conversational um, translating. For, for languages. So if you're talking to somebody in Japanese, it'll actually, if you say hello, it'll actually convert it to Japanese and say hello. Person says hello back to you and the phone will actually do it for you. That is an AI tool built right into it. 24 languages. So you can speak to anybody in German and Russian. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Swahili's in there too, but I, I guess I don't know 100% <laughs> It's or not. So it's more it's than just knowing the Swahili curse words in certain languages. Well, you know. <laughs> well, AI know the I'm, curse I'm words guessing, in, in I'm certain languages. I'm guessing it probably won't say those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many how many languages can you curse to me in, in Google? That would be great. That'd be fun to find out. 
Um, yeah, I mean, so I think translation is interesting. Uh, I'm kind of lost when I'm thinking about other things right now, though. I just, I'm sure there's a million other ways that your phone is going to be. I mean, will, will it be where you can dictate a an email? I mean, you can kind of do this already, right? Well, you can you dictate an email yeah, to your now. phone and then send that off to... Yeah, and then but but it can correct it for you. The AI can correct it and make suggestions for you. Oh, so so that you send bad. somebody a, a an email suppose. and they're all offended. You go, oh, it wasn't autocorrect anymore. It yeah, was you can blame AI, the AI correct. for that. Yeah, uh, but yeah. but the but the question is. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, Jim and I did not get the the gist <laughs> okay, of what so, I wanted to say. Again, so, nuance, sorry, language Steve. matters. But yep. the device itself, just I, I I I'm still trying to figure out how because. AI is an app that's on my phone, my current phone. But what well, is it? That's the question. So is now that the saying that the phone is AI, I, I I don't understand where the line is. Is is there a line? Is the line so blurred? Is you know what does AI add to my that's built into the phone versus AI that's just an app? Well, again, I, as I'm thinking about it, because I haven't, I haven't put a lot of thought into this yet, actually, and, and I'm glad that we're having this conversation. Uh, one of the things that phones always have a problem with, I mean, they, they overheat, they get sluggish after a while because you've put some stuff in there. Maybe you have too many photos, whatever it is. AI probably can help you with this stuff. It can optimize your phone at any given time. You can say you're not you're not really using it right now, so let's bring the battery down a little bit so your battery time lasts longer. I mean, there's all these little nuances to make the device better, work better, that AI could probably do in the background for you. So you're not in there, you know, like scrubbing, you know, that type of thing, these apps and these downloads that you have. You probably, you know, if you have a phone for two or three years, you probably have 200 APK sitting in some download file somewhere that you use to download uh, apps with that you've never deleted, right? So it takes up space. AI will clean all okay, that stuff Okay, remember when ChatGPT got a little angry with you? Okay, so yes. what if your AI phone gets angry with you and starts sending out naked pictures? <laughs> all right, I, I'm joking. Well, people will want to see my naked pictures. But... Who's to say? There was a movie about this. Yeah. Like two years ago, what was the name of that movie? And yeah, the phone was upset because its its owner was going out on dates and thought that it should be spending all its time with the phone instead, and it got jealous and the whole bit. So yeah, I mean that's a, that is certainly and then your a premise. Phone right? gets self aware, and your phone's with you everywhere. It's like, yeah, why is there a picture of me peeing at the urinal and? <laughs> on the internet i i don't know my phone was mad at me that day i i don't <laughs> so i think this is another conversation maybe this is a little homework for us but we should probably in a future episode of the tech ranch come back and have a list like a wish list of the things that we'd like our phones to do for us i mean is it out of realm to have the phone be the brain uh, to robots, for example, that that clean our windows and wash our cars and and well, that's, uh, all that's that. That's not stuff. a stretch because take a look at your phone and look at all the different through apps, all the different things you can control. 
I can start my car. I can uh, turn the heat up in the house a half hour before I get home. I can control my Yarbo when I get one. Um, all kinds of, you can control everything. So you just set your phone up to do that because, hey, it learns or actually it doesn't even have to learn. It just goes, okay, well, this is the route for you to go home. So um, you're 10 minutes away from your house. Time to kick the heat up. I mean, right. AI can do all yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I think there's just all of that. Instead yeah, of having I, to log into an app and go, right okay, now. I'm going to turn the heat up. Well, your phone just does it for you. Or I walked right, out of the house right. and did I lock the door to the garage or not? Because a lot of people have locks they can control on through an app now. That That's a thing. Um, AI is going to go, no, your house is fine. Did I lock my door? House is fine. Yep. Yep. So I actually asked Google this question. Um, how will mobile phones use AI? AI is running on your phone behind the scenes for a variety of use cases, inferencing neural networks on your device to help you take better photos. I love neural networks. Are you, Are you logged serious? into that chip that Elon did? This is... We were having this conversation the other day, not you and I, but I was talking to somebody else about the neural link, right? And uh, um, because there's Bluetooth <laughs> in this thing, right? And Bluetooth is used to communicate with, if you have a spinal injury, of course, and communicate with the receiver on the other side so you can move your legs again or whatever. But if the person next to you has this as well, and it knows what you're talking about. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Steve Bakken, weekday mornings starting at 9 on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. So we're talking about Sora. This is a new OpenAI product, S-O-R-A. You can actually type in a prompt, a sentence, and it'll create a movie or create a video from it. So we were just talking about this and Steve... This plays right into it. I was, I'm on their website. I'm going through this stuff. The prompt, the second one that I see here is a movie trailer featuring the adventures of a 30-year-old spaceman wearing a red wool knitted motorcycle helmet, blue sky, salt desert, cinematic style, shot on 35 millimeter film. See if there's more to it. Uh, vivid colors. That's the prompt. And here's this guy wearing a wool-knitted red motorcycle helmet walking in the desert towards a spacecraft. Is this like an episode of Mystery Science Theater and 3000? It looks, it looks incredibly real. Yeah, it does. And the first one, the woolly mammoth one, the prompt is several giant woolly mammoths approaching, treading through a snowy meadow, 
meadow. They're long, woolly fur, lightly blows in the wind as they walk, snow-covered trees, and dramatic snow effects. And it's three woolly mammoths walking towards me on this screen in a snowy meadow. It's, it's unbelievable. And it looks so real. I cannot wait to play with this. And they, I think you're right. I think this truly changes storytelling. I mean, if you can take a page out of Mark Twain and just put it in there as the prompt, and then this, this story of a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's court comes alive. Are you kidding okay, me? Okay, so let's take baby steps. Crawl before we can walk. What does okay. this do for YouTube videos? TikTok videos. Oh the, my goodness. The, the whole, and I'm thinking, because I still don't think it's a thing. At least I don't want to admit it's a thing. Um, influencers. The ability for an influencer. To, yeah. It's massive. It's now, and, and they're already yeah. cued into I, monetizing I mean, yeah, think, that. I mean, you think about, uh, one of the challenges I get asked, as you know, all the time uh, about making video around national days. And I haven't even, I haven't even done the things. Sorry, I just did it for you. I mean, I want to, when it's National Pancake Day, that's right. When it's National Pancake Day and, and I want to sit down in front of a bunch of pancakes with a bucket of maple syrup and pour it all over the thing. I mean, it'd be great. It would be great YouTube or a... <laughs> I think uh, somebody's TikTok already did a video, video right? of pouring maple syrup all over themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I said the pancakes, oh, yeah, but it, not I, me. I've seen you eat. It's going to go everywhere. <laughs> But you're right. I mean, you know, that ability to create content like this is going to be absolutely amazing, especially if you can upload like photos of yourself and then create things from that, which I'm sure will be the next thing. You know, even if you can't do it right away, uh, that will be the next thing that you can do because you can upload photos into ChatGPT right now and have it analyze the photo for you. And it does a pretty good job there as well. It's just incredible. I, I, I have no words why well, I'm making up a lot of words here, but um, the imagery is unbelievable. It truly is. So if somebody wants to check that out, it's just Sora. So, oh, yeah, openai.com slash Sora, S-O-R-A. There is a Sora that's a reading company, I think it is. I just, I'll check it out real quick. Um. But if you type in Sora, you're going to get all kinds of uh, news stories too. Yeah, op open a world of reading. Try Sora, the new reading app for students. So there's that. that but that's Sora app, just so that everybody knows. If you just type in OpenAI and Sora, you'll get a preview of what this is. I don't know when this is coming out. But my guess is probably pretty soon because I don't think they'd be making a big splash about it if it wasn't going to be available pretty soon. Well, and usually when something comes out, I look at it two ways. One is, does it improve your, your life, or is it a tool that you can use for basically home use versus a commercial use? Right. So... Yeah, this could be a little of both, probably. I'm thinking, too, it's like, okay... So you plan this family vacation and grandma passed away before you went on the trip, but you were planning this trip with grandma and now you can have those memories, at least the photos of grandma and the trip. 
Oh my goodness. You're opening up a whole nother bag of whatever here because that's what I do. Can you even, when you grow up now, can, can you, can you believe the photographs and the, the videos that you have of your family? When Wait you a minute. A there's kid? a sci-fi movie about that. <laughs> I'm sure there whole is. Whole new identity. You don't know. You were three. You don't remember that. You don't know. But here you go. All right. So Sora can generate videos up to one minute long. So there's a constraint to them. So that's about perfect, though, for YouTube or TikTok or. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so absolutely. now that President Biden is on TikTok, even though it's outlawed off of government devices, but he signed up for the, his political campaign. So <laughs> he can just do all these videos on Sora. You're cracking me up now. Be a great candidate, right? There's just all kinds of opportunity. I I can't even. I mean, we talk about this now. What does the next election look like four <laughs> years from now? I mean, oh my goodness! I'm just telling you. I just I just think it's going to be, you know, off the hook with how do you even tell the difference anymore. Oh, and not to be outdone, by the way, Google has its own version of Sora called Lumiere. <laughs> L-U-M-I-E-R-E. -E. That's probably why Sora came out in the last day because Lumiere uh, launched a week ago. Google launches Lumiere text-to-video beast is what they're saying about it. It's a beast? So I'm digging into this now, too. Well, that's what somebody called it, yes. Google's Lumiere AI video generation is everyone stunned is another um, headline. Google unveils its most promising text-to-video model yet. Google has just dropped a video generation model called Lumiere that's capable of doing it all. So it talks about it, but I can't find a link to actually using it except on GitHub. So that's the, so oh, that's the interesting part, though. GitHub. So there's such a race going on when it comes to AI generated anything. And this is an AI piece. A and somebody launches something and something's right there. It it's just a little back and forth game right now. It is. Nobody wants no. to be outdone either. They don't, nobody wants to wait, right? That's the thing. Well, I'm looking at, at, at um, some of the Lumiere stuff. Here's Mona Lisa laughing <laughs> on her painting. It's was she hilarious. laughing after the environmentalist threw the soup on them? Uh, on her? Yeah. Yeah. She was laughing oh, after my that. My goodness. Yeah. That's what she should do. She, she should uh, have the, yeah, that's right, have the soup fly on her first and then she can start laughing. That's a good video. Unbelievable. Yeah. Here's a panda eating popcorn out of a popcorn box. There's a honeybee trying to attack a jar of honey. <laughs> Just all these things, right? It's uh, it's quite amazing. Text to video, everybody. I, I would have never, you know, Dolly just came out, I would say, you know, a year and oh, a half ago. Dolly is so 2022. Come on. That's Seriously. exactly right. That's exactly right. It's hard to believe because when you think about video, video, all it is is just stitching of photos together. 
generally nowadays at, at 22 frames a second, but it can be 60 or 100 frames a second. People can set that nowadays, but I think most cinematic stuff is 22 frames a second, right? That means 22 pictures for every second. So if you have an, a minute video, you take that times 60, you're at 1,320 stills that this Sora or Lumiere can produce from text. And it wasn't that long ago we were just typing in a prompt to create a single still, a single photo. Now it's able to do 1,320 of them. And these, these, are, not, these are not small things, everybody. I mean, a photo takes a lot of memory. I bought, I bought a computer in the 80s. I always laugh about this. We had a choice between a 10 meg and a 20 meg hard drive. It was $600 more for the extra 10 megs of that hard drive. That's more, that's less memory than most photographs are nowadays. Wow. What do you think about that? And we don't even think anything of that space, right? So, I mean, I, I okay, it's it's truly you've got my brain going right now because I'm thinking it's like holy crap, you know, go back to Dolly, and now, you know, yeah, that little um, exercise, and where are we going to be in three months, six months, a year? It's. It's just incredible how quickly this stuff is advancing. A lot of it has to do with how how cheap storage is now compared, you know, like I said, $600 an extra 10 megs, you know, 30 years ago. Nowadays, I mean, $10 buys you a lot of memory, you know. So there is that, uh, and that helps us along a lot. Of, but I just think I'm looking at this, and I'm I'm like how are we ever going to be able to, to actually know what to trust in the future? Was it AI? Was, is it Memorex or is it real or is it live? You know, I, I, I don't know. Okay. So I, I really don't know. I mean, the only thing you can, the only thing you can probably say that you can trust in the future are live events. And I have a feeling that somehow that will be manipulated no. sometime in the We've future We've discussed well. this and the hologram, Whitney Houston, it's like at a certain point, can you trust the live event? Well, right, right. Because it's holographic. I mean, and yeah. look how impressive holographics becoming. Right, right. And you're right. As, as that, as that uh, gets better and better and better, uh, the thing, I think the thing with holographics, though, is that it will... Um, if you're filming it, you'll be able to tell the difference. But in a lot of super talk for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk of the town on Super Talk 1270. So yeah. I've always thought that robots are kind of cool. And, you know, we have some running around the shop. Still haven't gotten the bigger Besides one yet. just for robot vacuum cleaners. Yeah, I Thanks for reminding me. I need to get a hold of them, don't I? <laughs> You're just so busy. <laughs> yeah. But... Just, just, just like the, uh, um, yeah, the Yarbo. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of the name of it now. With well, thank you, 
We say it a hundred million times on every show. Samsung's Bally robot is now a projector that follows you around. Okay. So wasn't there like, wasn't there like a, and was it the Jetsons maybe even that had a, a, a projector or maybe one of the robots yeah, like Rosie had a screen could project things yeah. onto the wall or whatever? R2-D2 okay. did. So okay, this, hey, maybe there maybe there's that actually, science we were looking that's for. That's right. There we go from Star Wars because it really hasn't been a lot. There we go, right there. So Samsung has this robot. It's been around for a couple of years and never really went anywhere, um, but now it's back and it follows you around. It has a projector built into it, so anytime you want to watch a movie or whatever, it'll just just set up and watch a. It'll uh, put the movie out on the on the. Um, wall for you or what have you which is interesting i think it probably makes more sense like in schools and that type of thing you know where you need to maybe be a little more mobile uh has ai built into it as well i'm not sure what that's about i'm just throwing that out there for for gadgets right um and it's kind of cool looking so if you, you know, have an extra couple thousand dollars, you don't know what to spend it on. There's the Bally robot that you can have roll around your house for business or school and, and, uh, so project things for you. We have this conversation about drones all the time and a drone, a UAV is a platform. What you put on that platform is the nuts and bolts, but the device itself is just a platform. It's a delivery system. It's the mobility side of it. Same could be said with robots. Robots and too, And I'm sure right? as I'm just read, yeah, I'm sure as I'm thinking or as I'm talking about it and I'm making light of it a little bit, but I'm sure there's a very significant reason why they developed this. And I'm just not at the top of my game today to think about it. I'm still <laughs> stuck on Sora. Oh, I can't get past the fact that I can type a line into a, a on my okay. computer and it'll make a so video. So Sora, that's just incredible. Which develops the videos of text to video. You mentioned that you didn't know why they would have AI in this video robot. Combine the two. So now you think about a think about a conference room where yes. you've got a whiteboard up and you're spitballing and you're having a a boardroom meeting and you're trying to plan something out. It's kind of like those three guys in the Yeti commercial. Love that commercial. <laughs> it's like, hey, we're going to overcharge for something. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a Yeti. It's a cooler. Yeah. Um, but now you've got the AI robot with the projector. So you just eliminated the whiteboard. You, you have the ability for AI to integrate your talk to text and then project that onto a screen in real time. Think of what a board meeting looks like or a, a spitball session or you, you eliminated the whiteboard and all these different disjointed segmented pieces and they're not disjointed and segmented anymore. You think about, uh, you're, you're spot on with this as I'm thinking about it too because you could be, you know, planning a, an event and you could say, you know, in, to Sora that uh, um, I need a, an event ven venue with a stage for 300 people based on a Star Trek theme. 
and then, you know, create that venue for me. And then boom, on the screen in a couple minutes, you'll have Sora's rendering of what that event could look like you're, using this projector. You're putting together That's a business really proposal. really kind of cool. Uh, answering an RFP. Boom, done. Here's the video of what your event is going to look like. Here's the video of all of that. What your service is going to look like. Whatever that request for a proposal was. I wonder, I wonder how long of a prompt you can put in there. I mean, can an architectural firm, we're going, mm -hmm. going right back to Sora here. <laughs> uh, it's just one piece, uh, though. Of this little think of it as the integration thing. side of it. It's just one piece. It's, it's combining it all, all right, these pieces. Because right. eventually that's what we're doing. We're, we're putting all these, that's what AI so, is going to do. Integrate all these different pieces into one place, one platform. That's really the brilliance of AI eventually. We're not there yet. Might be there next week, but all these different pieces coming together, it's kind of a sum of the parts. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this is interesting, and I know you brought this up before the show, actually. I didn't realize that it was actually newsworthy. Uh, are dating apps too addictive? A class action lawsuit claims some are. You have some, you have some knowledge of this, app don't in my you? life. <laughs> well, I didn't say you were using a dating app, but you, yeah, but I, you know about all the over lawsuit. the news this last week. Um, actually, they launched the lawsuit ironically on Valentine's Day, and the premise of it is you're going to have. All right, so you're supposed to these these dating apps, and there's a bunch of them. There's three major ones. They all fall under Match. Um, if you remember Match.com, well, T yeah, Tinder, there's Tinder uh, and the one other one that's part of there. Yeah, uh, the yeah, league. one I'd never heard of. The league um, is another one. Yep. So the premise is you're gonna pay for a service. You're gonna get hooked up with a potential long-term relationship or mate, or at least that's what they started out as. Um, and you're going to utilize the service, find somebody, and then get off the service. Well, the premise of the lawsuit is that's not how they're operating. They're getting you on the service and then upselling you and keeping you on the service and not letting you move on off of the service because it's not in their financial benefit for you to find that significant other and then move on. So there's a whole bunch of, that, well, I guess, a, yeah, but there's a, a whole bunch of algorithms sense. and things that but are yeah, designed is, according to the lawsuit that are designed to lock you in and keep you there, not deliver on the service promise. So are they matching you? Are they maybe matching you with people that that wouldn't be uh, long term? Well, we don't know that yet. Possibilities for relationships That's, and more short term. We'll type find of that thing. out in, in the lawsuit. That's interesting, though, right? I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's an uh, algorithm out there that that has been developed that probably, I mean, that would be my guess, right? How do you keep a person on your service longer? Well, let's right. keep them dating for as long as possible. I mean, that to me would be what what makes sense here, right? So how do we do that? Well, let's give this person many prospects and uh, never allow them to actually choose somebody because we're just going to keep, you know, feeding them new possibilities all the time. I mean, that would be the way I would look at it, I guess. 
so there's an interesting divergence between the business model and the promise of the service that they intended to deliver. And that that's that gray area in right. between, that's where the lawsuit is. So a lot of people apparently not finding that match and not happy about it. So how much AI do you a think lot. is involved here? Behind the scenes, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I would have to think so as well. Me too. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. So are you still working from home? Or did your job... I, I work all over the place. Work at the I work from home sometimes. I work, well, you do. Yeah. Not the case. That was a question yeah. everybody listening to us right now, though. I mean, are you... So the big move, of course, is to bring people back to the office. And I think Elon Musk actually had a lot to do with that because he just got tired of all the staff at Tesla working from home. And he basically, I think this was like a year ago, he said, all right, I've had enough of this line in the sand. You're coming back to work at the office or you are just not going to work here anymore. And some people, I think, left. Most people came back. Not that he has a problem recruiting people to work for Tesla. There was a lot sure. of people, though, that and wanted to go back to work. It was the social side of stuff. I, I like, agree with I need that. People. I think there's a, but yeah. there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people, though, that used it as, and, and to Elon's case, said producti- productivity just dropped, just tanked. And, you know, you're working from home and, and there's your favorite soap opera, opera on or you got the lawn the mow or whatever. Clothes to wash. I mean, you know, these things are all distractions when you're at home. I, I'm one that needs to be away from the house to work. I can, I can only do it in very, very short. Well, and that was the metric for me with a lot of people so. working from home is, okay, what's the productivity? Measure that because nobody was measuring the productivity right. at the time. It's like, okay, everybody's working from home. Great, but what's the productivity? Now, there are people that work better from home. Um, the people that can multitask. Um, quite often, the people that would take their work home with them. Um, typically, people who work better from home. So, I, I think where a lot of business and industry failed is identifying the metric that where's the productivity. Because if you're working in a position that you can work from home and you're more productive at home because you're not commuting for an hour and a half to get to work and an hour and a half to get right. home right. and trying to figure out what to do for lunch. Um, you know, you use some of that time that, okay, I'm going to let the dog out. Um, you're more productive. It, it, that, that's three hours in your day you got back. So personally, you're more productive and that's really easy to equate business-wise to being more productive. But there's also that discipline that has to come along with working from home as well. Not everybody can do it. You, you mentioned you 
I'm guessing you get distracted or you have distractions pop up because, well, Marlo's here. So I'll just ask him, well, pretend he's not there. He's working. Right. Right. And, you know, my, my house is, especially my workspace is, is my ultimate geek man cave. So I have all kinds of distractions going on. You know, I got, I got my little guitar sitting over there. In fact, I got a couple of musical instruments that all. It's a squirrel's paradise. On. There's a 3d printer over there. There's, you know, all kinds of stuff going on in my place that, that would be, that's exactly right. So, um, yeah. And I think that, you know, but with that said, I'm just, there's so many opportunities out there. So, but I think on, I'm just going to stay with the, workforce scenario for a little bit right i think business owners are in this dilemma right now too especially if they have leases coming due on their buildings and all these things am i better off owning two floors of a high-rise in chicago or renting two floors of a high-rise in chicago or just giving that up and moving my entire workforce to home and then not having to pay for this space even though my productivity isn't as high well, you got to look at the margins. Absolutely. Does that make sense? So if, if you have a, a yeah. 5% drop in productivity, but uh, your bottom line is going to save 20% because you're losing the overhead of having to have that space. Now, you also have to factor in the increased technology. Are you paying for your employees' Wi-Fi uh, because they're utilizing their home Wi-Fi? Um, you know, there's a lot of different factors. There's business costs, but... What right. are those business costs you can mitigate without a big hit in that productivity or a big hit? By the way, you have all these distractions. So my office at home, I took a, a spare bedroom and I didn't put anything up on the walls. I just, it's business stuff. So basically it's one big cubicle and I took nothing that, you know, everybody at their desk has personal items and picture of their way. Nothing. Yep. Cause yep. to me, that's a distraction. So I, my office space at home, when I shut the door is as generic and antiseptic as possible. There are no distractions in there wow. because otherwise I get distracted. Sure. Well, you've got, you've got a system that obviously works for you. So that's fantastic. Um, but with that said, if you're, if you are a work from home person or want to be, there certainly isn't a shortage of jobs for you. Oh my goodness. In fact, you couldn't even, you couldn't be in a better time to work from home than you are right now. But there's opinion. a crossroads there with that There's so many too, job opportunities. Go back pre-pandemic and there was some technology, but look where the technology is now that has afforded the ability to work at home whether it's Zoom or Team or pick a platform. Um, yeah, all of, all it, of it, right? it. It's about the connectivity. So while you may not be there in person, you are still connected to the office. You're connected to the business. Right. So from that perspective, five years ago, you couldn't have done this. You, you just could not in, in most. At least no, not as easily. In, in, or cost effectively. And, and you even think about the storage of documents and things, right? I mean, I live in Google. Uh, other people live in Microsoft. But, but you know, you have all this cl cloud storage that goes on with all of our documents. So, 
you know, instead of having a file cabinet full of stuff or hard drives full of things in a local office, it's now on the cloud that you can share easily to other people. Um, you can keep stuff for yourself. You can share the stuff that needs to be shared out if you're working on a presentation together. These are easy things to do without ever leaving the comforts of your home or your local coffee shop or whatever. So it's very easy to do these things, but you just have to have the discipline to do it. So you do not have the discipline to do it because you're a squirrel. Um, <laughs> so, but, so what's your what's your attention span? Because there are things you have to do at home. You, you can't just bug out to a coffee shop when you want to get some work done. Most people can't yeah, do that. I mean, I would say that I, it, it kind of depends on what, what I'm working on, Steve. If I have multiple things, let's say I'm diving into my email, which is just this rabbit hole, um, then then it takes me in 15 minutes. I'm like, I need to be done with this. I can't take this anymore, right? But if I'm doing something like I'm building an app, right? Or I'm figuring this thing out and that can keep my attention until the next morning. I mean, I can work through the night and not even so know that it, that the whole night work. just went by. And you make fun of me all the time when I say I hate email. Same thing. It's, it is. It is the busy work that drives me crazy and I want to, I want to escape from it. So, and that's probably why I like coffee shops so much when I'm doing busy work because there's a lot of distraction going on in there. I can get my mind off of something or talk to somebody for a minute or two and get, and then go back to my next little, whatever I'm working on. Right. Cause it's these little three, five, eight minute projects that I'm, or going through emails that, that, uh, um, doesn't keep my focus very long. So technology, what, what are some of the things platforms, um, what are the, the key pieces of technology that allows you to work? And I won't say at home, I'll say remotely. Because whether you're going to the coffee shop or because maybe that's how you work best or you're sitting at a home office, what's the technology out there that you've seen some changes that really have made a, an altering difference in that technology you live with every day? So what, what's been out there is, you know, I, first and foremost, I think of the Zooms and the Teams and the ability to have that interactive time, but what are some of the other things that you utilize that makes it possible to work remotely? Well, I think it's a couple things. Uh, connectivity is one, you know, the ability to connect at many different places. So coffee shops are great for that. Of course, they all have Wi-Fi. Some of them don't have the greatest Wi-Fi in the world. So like where I'm at in Vegas right now, I have a couple of coffee shops that I go to not so much because of the coffee, but because of the great internet they have. Because, you know, unfortunately, in this town, the Wi-Fi in hotels, for the most part, is terrible. But that's planned. And, uh, that's even intentional. That I'm, it is planned. You know, so even like this, this connection that you and I are sharing right now is off of my phone. You know, so I, you know, of course, like most people have the ability to create their own Wi-Fi hotspot now. And with 5G, it's, it's certainly capable of handling audio and even, even okay video uh, for streaming purposes. And, and so that's fantastic. So I think though that ability, you know, on my laptop is relatively light. So it's easy to carry this thing around. Um, even the microphone that I'm using right now, I mean, it is a, 
a stand-up condenser mic and a plug, but plugs into a USB port. So it's not a, like a, a DSL, I think is what the old connections are, or even the connections of the one that you use in our, in our studio that you're at right now, Steve. So um, DLR, is it DLR? DLR. DLR is the connector. So anyway, um, so that for me is, is the big deal. I mean, I can, I can have some gadgets in my bag and, and now I'm a road warrior. It's, it's really pretty easy to do that nowadays. Um, I know a lot of people and there's industries that are even popping up around this, you know, but I know a lot of people who have taken to this lifestyle and actually travel, um, And then when I say travel, it's not your typical three days here or whatever. They'll just move to a town for a month or two, stay there. And then when they're ready to move on, they'll just move on. They're still doing their job, but they either have a camper, a little RV that they're taking around, or they use things like landing, which is something that I use uh, occasionally. And I can rent a place for 30 days or, or two years if I want to stay in a place. And then I can just move to the next place in 375 different towns. They're, they're basically apartments, uh, little, little timeshare type of scenarios, uh, that's full time. So, and that company is going crazy, which means that there are a lot of people that like that ability to move around a little bit, enjoy, enjoy Austin, Texas for a month or two, then go to New York and go to, go to Florida during the winter. I mean, these are things that are possible nowadays because of what we're talking about. I got a about. friend that, uh, maybe not fully that concept, but, uh, um, his office is basically off the grid and he functions in that capacity quite often. It's like, ah, I'm going to stay here for a couple of weeks or he'll go someplace on a business trip and hey, he's going to stay there for, uh, maybe a month. Um, do a little exploration, but he works kind of off of that model where, uh, he's completely hundred percent portable. And I look at coffee shops. I mean, I think coffee is great. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm new to the coffee scene when it comes to actually drinking coffee. I was always kind of a Diet Coke person, I guess, but, uh, but I'm starting to enjoy coffee. I'm, I don't drink Diet Coke so much anymore or other sodas. Um, but it's, I've noticed this growth in coffee shops all over the place. And it certainly isn't because more and more people are drinking coffee. I don't think, I think it's become the new workplace yeah. and you know, there are, you, you go to these places and people will sit there for three, four or five hours. It must be, you know, it must kill these coffee shop owners to be paying rent on these people who can hang out there all day, but we're also paying $8 for a cup of coffee too. So you kind of are making that, difference up and many people will go and have two or three cups while they're sitting So look at the business model that's changed though because it used to be about turn and burn. Get people in, get people out. Yes. uh, Absolutely. And there there are a lot of coffee shops that are like that. Yeah. But but there are just as many that are that are, hey, here's the couch, here's the and what popped into my head right away was Central Perk. Friends. That was kind of that was a new model back then. When, When they came up with that central hub for them to hang out at um that was kind of a different mic well throw a couch in because we need to cut scenes and then just visiting and chatting and that 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 uh right right that's kind of what coffee shops have turned into now it's amazing how many of them have couches in them now i mean i'm thinking about the one i go to here often that has probably the best internet in las vegas and half of it is couches and it, to me, it's difficult to actually sit with a laptop on a couch and work. I would prefer a table 
with a plug-in next to it, but they have plenty of those as well. And, you know, so you can charge your devices. You can do all of that while you're at, at the coffee shop. It, it's fantastic. And it's every town has one now. Okay. So what's your go-to coffee since how you're trying not to drink as much pop? It's coffee with a little vanilla and almond milk. Lovely stuff. It's called the Morlo. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 